Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. We're going to bless the moms at the end of the service. Am I on? Hello, can you hear me? No? <laughs> Glory. All right, well, um, let's just open with a word of prayer. Can we do that? Worship is an important way when we sing songs to God and about God. That's an important way to interact with God. It's one of the ways we connect with God, but so is prayer and so is God's Word. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank You for the opportunity that we can come publicly in this place and uh, seek Your face, uh, worship and extol You. Father, learn from Your Word. I pray that this morning uh, Your Word would change us and uh, renew our minds, transform our minds, and uh, that we would be open and receptive to uh, your commands. <clears throat> Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Before the message, I, I just want to briefly, if I can, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go into detail in any way, but uh, Bob Brower mentioned to me before service the importance of a particular bill that's in uh, uh, Congress. And many of us, you know, you may not follow the news, but, uh, um, and I am not strongly. I don't know how to say this. Uh, I'm not partisan uh, in any way. Uh, uh, But I do believe that there are some moral issues, regardless of how you think of economic issues or other issues. There are moral issues, and and there is a a big debate, and there's a hate crimes bill that has some great stuff in it, but also carries it to the extreme. And I encourage you to find out information about that because the way our government works <laughs> is that we elect people to represent us and then they vote. Uh, and, and your role is important in that and that you can influence the vote by contacting your uh, legislators and letting them know whether you support this or not. And that's a very, very important aspect of our, uh, the way our government works, but it's also something that we often neglect because we don't take the time to research and find out what's actually being a... Uh, 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 voted on. <clears throat> so this is an opportunity. It's the hate crimes bill. It includes, as with all these bills, one of the things I don't like about the way our government works and most governments is that they lump a whole bunch of stuff together. Um, and in that way, they often sneak things that end up affecting us 10, 20, 30 years later <clears throat> and causing things like economic meltdown. <laughs> well, we don't want a moral meltdown. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, so I just encourage you to find out. And, boy, if you want to know some information, you can ask Bob. (laughs) Uh, But there's also just many, many resources. None of us can say we didn't have the opportunity to find out because it's only as far away as a computer. And you can get uh, the copy of the bill and read it all for yourself if you'd like. I'll go over. Let's just pray about that issue, can we? Father, we, we thank you that we live in a nation that there is freedom and that we have the incredible uh, ability to elect our leaders. And, uh, but that also brings such responsibility. And Father, I confess that we uh, trust in you. Above our government, we do not trust in princes or in any man or woman, uh, any person, uh, any uh, human institution. Our trust ultimately is in you, and you are faithful in every circumstance. But we do pray for mercy on our nation during this time uh, of navigating through many crises. 
And we bless uh, the administration. We bless uh, President Obama. And we thank you for him and for all of the elected officials. And we ask that you direct and guide them in every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about politics. Um, We are here to talk about God's Word. And one thing that I love about God's Word is that for so many thousands of years in every cultural, political climate, God's Word is unchanging, all right, and is constant. I I remember uh, uh, reading history of, um, many of you may not know this, but prior to uh, communism coming into power in China, there was there was a huge number of Christian missionaries and actually quite a large missionary movement that had uh, led many to the Lord. And then when the communists took over in China, they forced all foreigners to leave. And many of the missionaries thought that's it. That's the end of the church in this communist nation. Um, and for many, many years, I think it was 50 years, there was absolutely no contact at all behind uh, the communist curtain. But during that time, the church, under the oppression of a government that tried to eradicate all expressions of faith, the church multiplied exponentially. And this is the way it works with Christianity. Is, is, uh, when it's in times of uh, distress that people cling to their faith most uh, uh, significantly, most vehemently, and, and we go to God... <clears throat> And so that's where our trust is in, in, in God's Word. And, and today we celebrate Mother's Day uh, and honoring our mothers. And by golly, God has something to say about that. <laughs> Exodus 20, verse 12. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Exodus twenty twelve. And this is one of the, what? Ten Commandments. Yeah. So honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This is one of uh, the commandments that Moses received on Mount Sinai when he appeared before uh, God, and it was written in stone. And then also in Ephesians chapter 6, this is the New Testament written by Paul, writing to Christians, uh, to the church in Ephesus. He writes, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then he quotes the Old Testament. He says, honor your father and mother. And he says, this is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And so this is the first of the commandments that actually embeds within the command this promise of life and prosperity that you may live long in the earth and may be well with you. And that that means to prosper and to live long. I'm going to read a quote from... Uh, Wesley, very famous preacher, and he writes uh, in his commentary on this verse, <clears throat> excuse me, he says, We have here the laws of the second table, as they are commonly called, uh, the six last commandments which concern our duty to ourselves, to one another, and are uh, a comment upon the second great commandment, Thou shalt love the neighbor, your neighbor as yourself. Why don't you put up that picture, if you would, Diane? Um, some people may have never heard this before, I don't know. But the first four commandments have to do with our relationship Godward. 
and uh, princip- uh, laws that govern how we relate to God. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make any graven images. You shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You shall honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So those all <clears throat> are laws that instruct <clears throat> mankind on how to relate to God. And we could talk uh, a long time on each one of those. <laughs> and then the second tablet all have to do with commands that relate <clears throat> to how we, how we are in relationship with others. Okay, uh, and that's kind of the law is divided in these two ways, and uh, we don't know exactly. It doesn't say in the Bible which laws were written on which tablet, but this is how they are traditionally uh, separated because there's a clear. And then it kind of parallels with uh, Jesus's comment about the great commandment is to what love who. Love the Lord, you know, which is the great commandment? Someone came and said, Lord, which is the greatest of the commandments? He says, well, the greatest commandment is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it, <clears throat> love your neighbor as yourself. And so that's kind of like the two tablets, that love God and love others are the, uh, the two great commandments. That's like the summary that is detailed in uh, the Ten Commandments in uh, more precise ways or practical ways. And so what's interesting here is that honoring my, uh, your father and your mother is the beginning is the, and is the basis for every other relationship you have in life. And you know what? That's just the truth. Your relationship with your parents will affect every other relationship you have, even if you never met one or both of your parents. Okay? Because some of us in the room may be orphans or may have been adopted or uh, raised in foster care. And I know some of your stories. I don't know everyone, but I know that's a reality. Uh, And more commonly so now, but has been for all of uh, history of mankind. But it doesn't remove the fact that our relationship with our parents has significant effect on our relationship with others. I was talking with someone just uh, this past week. We were working with an individual that was having difficulty. <clears throat> and we were talking about some, uh, some of the dynamics of the problem. I can't go into detail, but we realized, man, it, it really is all about what the term we use is the father heart. You know, uh, and this individual's relationship with uh, their parent had a direct connection to how they were behaving. And they were behaving, unfortunately, in a destructive way. But there was such a connection. And I see this all the time in ministry. And and even secular psychologists admit uh, what an incredible... You know, think of it this way. Is this obvious? Am I being too obvious? Yeah. (laughs) Can I get an amen on that? (laughs) All right, well, a little more. Obvious. (laughs) Obvious. <laughs> we are completely dependent genetically, right, on our parents. All of our natural existence, every cell in our body owes its existence and its shape, literally, to uh, the influence of our, our mother and father. And if that's true in the natural, and the natural exists to teach us to represent through, it's the medium through which God speaks to us about the supernatural, Right? 
All of his attributes are clearly seen in the creation. It talks about that in the first uh, uh, part of Romans. Then uh, <clears throat> if it's true in the natural, it's true in the spiritual, that we inherit spiritual dynamics uh, from our parents. And God speaks to this in this commandment saying, listen, honor your mother and father so that it'll go well with you. There's an implied uh, uh, warning. If you don't honor them, it ain't going to go well. Everybody get that? Everybody say amen. amen. All right. <laughs> okay, let me uh, move, uh, see, see the fifth commandment, right. Da, 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 da. Fifth commandment, uh, Wesley goes on. It says, it's concerning the duties we owe our relations, honor thy father and mother, which includes an inward esteem of them, outwardly expressed upon all occasions in our carriage toward them. I like reading old things written over 100 years ago, you know. <clears throat> we don't use that word much anymore, but that means in the way that you carry on about them, okay, in your carriage toward them. Uh, fear them. It actually says that in Leviticus 19.3. Give them reverence. Uh, the contrary to this is mocking at them or despising them. Submission to their rebukes, instructions, and corrections, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. Froward just means those who aren't good and gentle. How many have had a not good and gentle parent? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Especially if they're... Or maybe... <laughs> Maybe if they are in the room, no. <laughs> okay, disposing of themselves with, uh, in other words, listen to their advice, direction, uh, and uh, consider the consent of your parents. Not alienating their property. Don't take their stuff unless they approve. <clears throat> Endeavor in everything to be the comfort of their parents. This is the command. You are, you're actually, as children, supposed to be a comfort to your parents. And to make their old age, are you listening? <laughs> easy to them. Make their old age easy to them. Maintaining them if they, uh, if they stand in need of support. Okay, Clark, another guy like wrote a long time ago. Honor thy father and mother. There's a degree of affectionate respect which is owing to parents that no person else can properly claim. In other words, there's a relationship that you have with your parent. You know, it's, it's unique and uh, it's special. Uh, for a considerable time, parents stand, as it were, in the place of God to their children and therefore rebelling against their lawful commands has been considered as rebellion against God. This precept therefore prohibits not only injurious acts, irreverent and unkind speech or speeches to parents, but enjoins all necessary acts of kindness, filial respect, and obedience. We can scarcely suppose that a man or woman or child, boy or girl, honors his parents who, when they fall weak, blind, or sick, does not exert himself to the uttermost in their support. In such cases, God as truly requires the children to provide for their parents as He required the parents to feed, nourish, support, instruct, and defend the children when they were in the lowliest state of helpless uh, helpless infancy. <laughs> it says infancy. <laughs> it's infancy. <laughs> so, 
the point Clark's making is that as our parents age, we have to continue to care for them and be a source of comfort and take care of them. Honor your parents, honor your mother and father does not only apply to when you're a child, but it applies throughout your whole life. And the promise, <clears throat> likewise, of receiving a blessing, we can get into that in a minute, uh, continues throughout your whole life. Let's look at the word here, the word honor. In the uh, Old Testament <clears throat> is the Hebrew word kabod. Everybody say kabod. You say that. <clears throat> kabod. Kabod. It's one of those good... He- I'm probably mispronouncing it. You know how to pronounce it? <laughs> but this is one of the Hebrew words you should know. It. It's It's... Most often translated glory, or when you read glory in the Old Testament, it's most often uh, the Hebrew word kabod, okay? And it literally means weightiness, something heavy, all right? And when the kabod of God, the glory of God entered the temple, when the temple was built, and we read about this in the Old Testament, the priests that were ministering in Solomon's temple, the, the, the kabod, the glory was so heavy, it says they could not stand to minister. What that means is that they fell over. <laughs> Literally, they fell over. And there was a visible cloud within the temple, and that's normally called the Shekinah glory because that's the Hebrew word for that cloud is Shekinah. And, and actually it happens from time to time. I, have, I, have, I think I've seen it a few times where there is a physical glowing in the room. I've never seen it to the degree that like the whole room is filled with, with smoke. Uh, but I've seen physical manifestations and I've certainly seen and have fallen over um, unwillingly, not when people were pushing me. <laughs> um, that's another topic. So there's this heaviness. It's the same word that's ascribed to your parents as is ascribed to the glory of God. All right? And the idea is that we are to honor or give them weight in our lives. Does that make sense? That their position is to be weighty of influence, to acknowledge and to demonstrate the significance or the weight that our parents have in our lives and to demonstrate that in our relationship with them. The Greek word that Paul uses (coughs) is to prize or to fix value upon, to revere. And so there's this inward honor and uh, valuation is that you count them, you consider them something of value as opposed to demeaning them and disrespecting them. All right? So this is something, the New Testament word especially, has to do with a heart issue. All right? That you really value your parents. They're important to you. Not just out of obligation, but you treasure them. You treasure your relationship with them and that your actions flow out of that reverence and respect. Now, Deuteronomy 5.16 says honor. This is a, Deuteronomy is another retelling of the law and the story of uh, Moses receiving the law. And so it's reworded here <clears throat> by Moses. He says, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. 
It says, honor your father and your mother <clears throat> as the Lord has commanded. This is very important. In all the verses, but in this one most clearly, the command to honor our parents is not based upon their worth. Okay? Bless you. <laughs> so the, the, the command, listen to this, to honor your mother and father is not based upon how worthy they are of that honor. It's based on the command of the Lord. Because God has commanded you to do so, you do it. All right? This enables us, empowers us, to have and show honor even when our parents themselves have lacked honor. And this is just the world we live in. It always has been, by the way. <laughs> in some ways, it's better than it used to be. <clears throat> All right? It really is. Uh, we, in some ways, we can uh, we we are aware of how uh, poorly maybe our parents treated us, or we hear stories uh, of how bad it was. But you know, it was only a hundred years ago that children were forced to work in labor camps, and and in some countries they are right now. All right. I remember reading a story of the person in America who, who uh, pioneered ch- children's rights. And at the time, I can't remember the actual year, but it wasn't that long ago. It was, it was uh, only about 100 years ago. It was illegal to treat an animal cruelly, but there was no law against doing anything to children. And it was common for children to be beaten to a pulp or handcuffed or forced into labor. And so... In some ways, uh, it's much better than what it was. But in other ways, it doesn't matter because if we've experienced pain in our relationship with our parents uh, or neglect, it's difficult to honor them. And I understand that. But that doesn't negate the importance or the reality of this law, of this command. Are you hearing me? Okay, that we must honor them. Um, So our... Our, the command to honor them is not based on their worthiness of it. It's based on our obedience to the Lord God. Our respect and honor of our parents should flow out of respect and honor of our Lord. Um, likewise, the benefit of honoring our parents flows from our Heavenly Father, not necessarily from our natural parents. So you can honor your parents because the benefit of that is going to come through God. And who knows how? Are you hearing me? So when you treat your father and your mother in a respectful, honoring way, God is going to honor that. God's going to bless you, and He's going to look out for you, and His Word is going to be fulfilled in your life, regardless of how they may have treated you. Now, many of us, if not most of us, can look at our parents and say they were wonderful. And the older you get, the more you realize, man, I can't believe how much they sacrificed for me and and how much they gave. And, And it's easy to find... Uh, things to honor. But in everyone, there's things that maybe they missed, they didn't know, or they they were uh, lacking in. And the flesh will naturally lean toward uh, what we lacked and and want to and find it difficult to honor. But we need to overcome that through obedience and honor them and God will bless it. All right. So uh, 
I want to address the issue that we have uh, parents often that lack. Nevertheless, we must honor them. We must be respectful to them. And in doing so, God has promised a blessing, long life. He's promised prosperity in our lives, and we look to Him to fulfill that. Now, there's times where we have to deal with our issues concerning our parents. Okay? Is everybody on my page here? Are we all? You're quiet. That either means I'm totally missing the mark or I'm hitting the mark. So it's kind of hard to tell. I need a little feedback. It's the weightiness. <laughs> You're waiting till I get over. <laughs> All right. So, okay, you have issues with your parents. Guess what? They're your issues. It just never ceases to amaze me. Though, how you, you know, you, kids will latch on to one little thing. You know, and 20 years later, you say, I remember talking to my mom once. She used to tease me about, I'm going to put you in a box and ship you to China. <laughs> and I'd run out, run out of the room, you know, and they'd laugh. I was terrified. <laughs> I told my mom this just a few years ago. She starts crying. Yeah. But as a little kid, I thought she was really going to ship me to China. I would hide in my closet. I had this little hiding place. <laughs> I had dreams about it for years. She just thought it was cute. <laughs> so that's the flesh, you know. It's just this wacky little wounded per- little guy. And I latched on to something that she thought was a joke. And then she was so, and she had no idea until <laughs> I was 45 and told her. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Maybe what you're reacting to, maybe your parents were really bad and you just need to forgive them. Maybe they were doing their best. And you need to forgive them, you know, because <clears throat> they're not perfect. And then you, you need to find ways to honor them, even in the midst of acknowledging. Honoring them doesn't mean you're denying that they were abusive or neglectful, doesn't uh, condone it, but you can find a way to honor them. My dad was absent for most of my childhood. Nevertheless, I now know that he was doing his best And when I found out what his childhood was like, I'm impressed at how well he parented me, even in the ways that he lacked to be there in my life. Now, I want to take it one step further in just a couple of minutes, is that the way we honor, uh, um, and today we're going to honor mothers in a few minutes, uh, giving away uh, flowers, but this idea of honoring others needs to be evident in all of our relationships. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5 says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, esteem others better than himself. Okay, or yourselves. Uh, Let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the idea of esteeming, everybody say esteem. Okay, that means the value you set on someone else. And the biblical 
precedent, the command here is that we value others better than ourselves. And it goes further than that. Paul says that this was what was in Christ's mind. This is what was on Christ's mind. This was the motivation. This is how he looked on the leper. Okay? Or the adulterous woman. Or even the Pharisees. He valued them more than himself. And it was because of that he was able to die on the cross. Alright? Because he placed a higher value on them than he did on him himself. And because he, was able, he did that, God lifted him up. Because he humbled himself, God then... See, that same dynamic applies. God fulfilled the, His Word. And that if you live respecting and honoring others, God is going to come in and defend you like the psalmist uh the psalm that we read earlier <clears throat> so uh i really believe that this dynamic of valuing or esteeming others more than yourselves is probably the key defining characteristic of godliness in our relationship towards others okay it's it's a little more precise than just humility it's it's a it's a valuing of others, uh, and it's powerful. It's a kingdom dynamic that releases life and blessing. All right. Remember, it's the first command with promise. All right, and the promise was that you would live long and prosper. <laughs> That's where they got it. Someone told me this is actually some Hebrew sign. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> Uh, and that's where Spock got it. But <clears throat> I haven't researched that. But Okay, the thought is that if you live this way, you will prosper. It's a kingdom principle. Now, some people can get ahead in life by stepping on others. Right? And that's a worldly principle. But we know the end of that. God will come in and defend. Even if we don't see it in this life, God will come and judge all things. Right? Well, we choose to live kingdom principles that says if I honor others, if I esteem others greater than myself, I am going to live long. I'm going to prosper. It's going to be well with me. All right. And so you live that principle with your parents, especially, especially on days like today or it's Mother's Day. You do something special, uh, but you do that with all people. OK, I want to just finish up with a little practical application. Obviously, honor your mother and father every day. OK. Honor every memory, uh, every member of your family and find ways to express honor to them. You may want to ask them what their honor language is. <laughs> That's my, my love language. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Give your folks money. Yeah. Okay, learn to treat others in a way that causes them to feel honored and respected, even or especially if you disagree with them. You can do it. So that when you walk away, they, when they walk away from you, they feel like you've shown respect. I've seen this dynamic. I've had it happen to me years ago. There was a particular business person that every time I was around them, I just felt like I was important to him even though he was way more successful and I was almost like a waste of time to him, I knew. But I didn't feel that way. 
and I, and I kind of tried to learn how to be that way to others. And some practical ways is uh, listening to people. Listening. When they have something to say, listen. Make sure you understand. Look into their eyes. It's a powerful dynamic. Not in a threatening way, but make eye contact. That shows honor. We learned this in parenting class just a few weeks ago. That eye contact is, a, is an honoring, an act of honoring. Learn about them. Listen, look, learn. They all start with L. And the last one is to let them into your life as well by sharing something of yours. All of those ways are practical ways that you can honor others and do those with your mom. Right now, Adam's going to come and share a few announcements. Yay! All right. Good word. Good amplification. Okay, welcome to New Day. We just want to especially welcome the guests that we have today. If you'd like to take out your bulletin, we have a connection card here that you can tear out and turn in at our connection counter in the back, and we have a gift for you, for our guests. But I want to invite everyone to take advantage of the connection card. There's a place to uh, write down some prayer requests. We do have a prayer team that will pray for these requests. Um, it's a great way to, uh, to receive blessing, so take advantage of that. Okay, we do have a few announcements. Uh, Sarah is gone, obviously. That's why I am up here. Uh, she will be gone again next week as well. Um, she... <laughs> We will have office hours available here at church, though. Tori is taking care of all of that because she is wonderful. Um, so we have office hours Tuesday through Thursday. Um, so that's still up and going, even though Sarah is not around. Okay, New Day t-shirts. Dun-dun-dun. Aren't they great? Uh, these are available. If you would like to purchase one, they are $14 at a table in the back next to the connection counter. Um, if you are on the softball team and you have not got one yet, you can get yours for $7, half price for playing softball. Remember that next year, people. All right. Uh, moving on, the men's retreat. If you have signed up to do the men's retreat this summer, there's a mandatory meeting this Wednesday here at church at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. here Wednesday, if you're going on the men's retreat. So please do uh, check that out and come. All right. Carrie Miller has an announcement Dun, dun, dun. but she may not be in the room. Okay, I have an announcement from Carrie <laughs> regarding the women's retreat. Uh, please look in your bulletin. Uh, the women's retreat is coming up August 28th and 29th. Uh, it's only $85, which is a good price, and a $40 deposit is due at the end of the month. If you have questions, please find Carrie after church. That would be great. Um, there is a sign-up spot on the Let's Communicate card for the women's retreat for all you women that may be interested. Uh, all right. Also, real quick, um, we do have some books that uh, Kendra has donated to the church in the back. If you'd like to check out, those are free. Um, they will be here this Sunday only, so do check them out. They're in the table in the back in the family room. All right. At this time, we will take our offering. If our ushers could come forward. And let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you continue to bless and provide for us, Father. Regardless of circumstance, you are good, Lord, and we put our trust in you. 
Father, we thank you that we have an opportunity now to sow into your kingdom, into what you're doing, Father. I pray that you would bless every dollar given and that your kingdom would be advanced, Father, and that lives would be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, I'm going to turn it back over to our pastor, Cameron. Thank you, Adam. Give Adam a hand. He did great. All right, one, uh, one of my favorite things to do, Kathy, uh, if you could come up, is to... Um, Bless the children. Come on up. And uh, so we have a number of uh, uh, babies that we want to um, bless. And uh, actually, we're going to do some this week and then some next week uh, as well. <clears throat> Jesus, there's um, a story in the Bible where uh, some of the children wanted to come up to Jesus and his disciples actually rebuked them, tried to force them away. And Jesus said, no. Of such is the kingdom of of heaven, you know. Suffer the children to come to me, and that's the old King James for allow them, you know, let them come, and and then it says that he laid hands on them and blessed them, and so you know we believe that uh, baptism is uh, in the biblical New Testament pattern of baptism is after a verbal confession of faith. And so we baptize uh, people after they've confessed faith. But we do believe in blessing children as a pattern that Jesus demonstrated and that the Bible actually says that children are holy. And Jesus said that a child's angel is always before the face of God. All right. What does that mean? I don't know, but it sounds intense. (laughs) So that's one reason why I'm always really... You know, I, you know, it's like children have a special place. Jesus Christ said their angel is before the face of God. So you want to be careful when you're treating kids, you know, because like they have like personal representation, you know. And so we want to bless the children. So we have uh, three families, uh, uh, Lauren Stevens and little Liam. Would you come on up? And David and Caitlin Ives. Yeah, come on up. David and Caitlin Ives. With uh, Israel, where are they? Are they in nursery? Someone go find David and Caitlin Ives. And uh, Rachel Taffel with Aiden. Come on up, step, step here. Yeah, there they are. All right. <clears throat> Do you want a microphone? She needs a microphone. All right. Snuck in place. That's okay. <laughs> here you go. You can use that if you want. All right. Well, the way we do it here is just to, uh, we've already introduced them, but we're just going to pray, my wife Kathy and I, and uh, bless each one. In Jesus' name, we just encourage you to to uh, join with us in prayer. And so, where's David? He's yeah. sleeping. He's, he's sleeping. Oh, Dad's sleeping. <laughs> That's good. Well, Father, we thank you for David and Caitlin Eyes. We thank you for Israel. Lord, we bless Israel. Uh, Lord, uh, and we ask that your spirit would just be upon him. Father, that uh, Israel would be, even as he's, he's called by such a, uh, a holy name, uh, Father, uh, we just bless Israel and that he would uh, be called and he'd have a purpose. And uh, you already know, uh, you know, the end from the beginning. And so you have his life uh, uh, laid out in the course of his life. Uh, you have the uh, call 
and the intention even from uh, such a small age. And we bless that call in his life. We pray that he would uh, uh, have receptive ears and a receptive mind and a gentle heart to receive your word. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Yeah, so we just speak favor and blessing on you, Israel, in the name of Jesus. And I just had a picture of him ascending on a mountain, and I just sense out the, the Lord is going to give him vision that he can see and that he is going to be an overcomer of obstacles. He's going to be a conqueror, and he's smiling. <laughs> yeah, and we just speak that blessing on you. The Lord has a destiny for you that is good. His plans for you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Give him a hand. <laughs> you can stay up here or you can sit down either way. I just, there we go. All right, Lauren and Liam. <clears throat> hey, Liam, how are you? How old is Liam? He's going to be one at the end of the month. One, he's almost one. He's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he wants the microphone. <laughs> how many saw the YouTube of the little kid preacher? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll play that next week. No, no. Well, Father, we thank you for uh, Lauren, and we thank you for Liam. And Lord, we just speak your blessing upon this little man. And Father, we thank you that you have uh, ordained him and predestined him uh, to be called uh, according to your name. Uh, Lord, we just I pray a release of the gift of faith in his heart. Mm-hmm. Father, it's one of the spiritual gifts that you promised. And I just pray that there would be a release that <clears throat> when others say it can't be done, Liam will have a confidence that it can be done and that he'll have a confidence in his heavenly Father and that he'll know that he never will lack because of your provision, because of your abundance, because of your promise. And so we just release in Liam a gift of faith and favor in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we do we speak the blessing and favor on you, Liam. That the Lord has for you would be a crown on your head and a mantle for your shoulders, and uh, yeah, uh, I, you know, I just I have always asked God to talk to me through what the babies do, and I, I just since He wants to talk, He's going to be a talker, and not just you know, <laughs> <There he is. laughs> I think He's going to be you know an outgoing, talkative person, but I just see that the Lord is going to put His words on Liam's lips. He's going to be one that speaks for the Lord. Amen. He's going to be bold for the Lord. Yeah, Father, we just bless him well with that as well. And thank you, God, that you'll just use him to speak your word and to speak faith. Father, speak things that aren't as though they were. And in doing so, they'll come into existence. Father, we bless Lauren as a mom and the whole family. Yeah. Father, we thank you for them. We just pray that your grace would, be, would cover them. Father, each and every day of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Give me five. Uh, Hey, give me five. Uh, All right, give me a hand. This is Rachel. Hey, Rachel. And Aiden. Aiden. Aiden is such a good name. It means fire. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Father, we thank you for Aiden and for Rachel. Can I pray for you? Good. Okay, you're a big guy. Yeah. He says, I don't know this guy. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Oh, there he's happy. <laughs> well, Father, we thank you for Aiden. We bless him in Jesus' name. Father, bless, Father, his, his eyes, that he would behold wondrous things. Father, you just give him just a spiritual vision, Father, that uh, I pray understanding, God, that he would understand things quickly and easily. Father, that he'd receive uh, uh, wisdom. Father, just let there be a release of wisdom. In Jesus' name, Lord, that he'd, uh, that he'd uh, willingly receive the gifts that you give him. In Jesus' name, open his eyes and see wonderful things from your word. In Jesus' name. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I just say favor again and blessing again. The Lord has good plans for you, Aiden. You are going to be a fine man in the kingdom of God. You are. Uh, I just sense a loving heart and just the way he was touching Cameron so gently. I just see that he's going to be one that blesses it. He's going to be one that touches with the love of God. He's going to be one that lays hands on people in a, in a gentle, life-giving way to impart life and impart truth. Yeah. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah, Father, we bless that. In Jesus' name, we thank you for them. Bless the family. Father, uh, Father, let all things work together for good. Yeah. For those that love you and are called according to your purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me a hand. Bless you. All right, we have more babies next week. We're not quite done here. What we want to do a little different this year is that we just want to bless all the moms. And this is how I want you to do it. You need to do it quick because we're already over time. So if you're a mom, would you stand, please? Yeah. All right. And all the moms, get in a line. Get in a line down this aisle. Starting here, going down that aisle. Move to your right. <laughs> Come for you know we should have we should have had like beauty pageant music. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we just want to bless uh, Adam. Slow down a little bit. Could you hand them to me? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Bless you and thank you for being a wonderful mom. Yeah. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you and thank you for being a wonderful. Let's give him a being a bless you and thank you for being a wonderful mom. Bless you. You're a wonderful mom. Bless you. You are a wonderful mom. Oh, bless you. You're such a wonderful mom. Bless you. Thank you for being a mother. Thank you. Bless you so much. Here you go. Bless you. Thank you for being a mother. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you for being a mother. Thank you. Thank you for being a mother. We want to thank you for being a mother. Yay! Thank you for being a mom. You're a great mom. Hey, mom. Thank you for being a mom. (laughs) Thank you for being a mother. And thank you for being a mother. (laughs) Thank you for being a mom. Thank you for being a mom. Bless you. Bless you for thank you for being a mom. Bless you. There you go. Bless you for being a mom. Thank you. Boy, we have a lot of moms. Thank you for being a prayer team mom. Thank you for being a mom. Bless you so much. Oh, Marion, give Marion a big hand. Thank you for being a mom. She's a great mom. Hey, Lord, bless you. Thank you for being a mom. 
Thank you for being a mom. Oh, oh, get a special hug there. Thank you for being a mom. Hey, look at she had surgery this week. Bless you. Be healed in Jesus' name. She's walking good. Bless you for being a mom. Bless you, Pam. Great mom. And bless you. And a rose for you. A rose for you. Wonderful. There you go, Mom. Still Grandma. And thank you. Oh, one more. Yes, certainly. Hey, guess what? You get two because we have extra. <laughs> That's for the twins. <laughs> yeah, give them all a big hand. Oh, yes. Thank you for being a mom. Thank you, Father. All right. You are dismissed. We do have prayer ministry available if you'd like prayer for anything at all.